What's going on, good people? You are now tuning in to Rolling with Rainbows, where we bring you sports when you want it, how you want it. Enjoy the show with Mikel and Tristan, and let the people know who you roll with. And we're back, people. We are back, your favorite. Of course, you know, as always, I'm never lying when I say this. I don't know why you think so. Your favorite sports podcast, Roman Airways, Rolling with Ramos, is back. I happen to be, as I always am, the one that holds the last name Ramos. I would like to specifically, as always, thank my daddy for that one. Mike Ramos in heaven is not a day, an hour, even right now that goes by that I don't think about you. I hope you're not looking down at from heaven, cringing too much. I love you so much. Episode 120, emphasis on the 20. This week, we pay homage to a running back that could do no wrong. Episode 120, because we got to go back and, 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 and give some people they, they, they flowers because we missed them the first round. The Barry Sanders edition. Without further delay, my partner in crime, Tristan, you always here, baby, another week, another hour. What's going on? Oh, you know, I'm here. Uh, it's another week in the camp. Um, you know, a lot that went on this week, so I'm definitely ready to get into it for real and uh, just happy to be back on the air. And we got a guest today, so I'm definitely excited about that. Speaking of him, as he eloquently sits on this camera and you can see him, ladies, I'm never saying do nothing for you, fellas. You already know who this is. Anyway, <laughs> he is the PIX sports reporter and CBS sports sideline reporter. Not only is he one of the best in the industry, my man's so sharp. And this is one thing that's great about these conventions when you meet people. Shout out to the National Association for Black Journal Convention. I know this guy for years. The one thing about this, fellas, a good suit gets you far. This must be so clean <laughs> that I'm an upstanding woman, as I like to call myself. I never want to walk by him and get him dirty because he always looks so great. And it ain't even about the suit. The socks be so fresh, even if they're donuts. Justin Walters, we're rolling with Ramos. What's up, friend? That is a strong, strong, and I mean a strong with a K intro. <laughs> I need that. Now you got me feeling hungry. I'm, I might as well pull up to a Krispy Kreme or something, but appreciate you having me on. Episode 120, what's up? Always yeah, a good time in the event that um, you, you like that intro, you or anybody else. Us, uh, you know, as journalists, always need some extra money. I do bar mitzvahs, birthday parties. Call me. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want me to do, baby. A girl Let's got get... jobs. <laughs> S, plural. $5 helps a friend in need. I am that friend always. Just remember, just remember that. I want another stimulus check. Shout out to Biden. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's go right into this thing, baby, because I know I'm a woman of my word. I got the timing. We got time. Let's do it. That we talked about this a little bit last week, Tristan and I, Justin. Um, the ongoing saga with the NBA versus the vaccine. Um, we talked about some people last week. Andrew Wiggins, shout out to Andrew Wiggins. You got the vaccine. I'm still waiting for you to pull out the Kufi, the Quran, whatever religion it is. I'm you looking for you to tell. Money. I'm looking for you to tell me whatever it was, so we can know. Why don't you just say you didn't want to get it? You just, just say no. We'll talk about somebody more importantly later. But, Justin, I wanted to talk to you because I already asked Tristan this question. The humanity in sports. Because we're sitting over here thinking that these conversations that we have with our 
that people regular people are sitting there thinking the regular, the conversations they have with their coworkers on why they're not getting vaccinated and we are and someone else is vaccinated. They feel like it's an ongoing conversation just with the folks that's doing nine to five. Mm-hmm. But contrary to popular belief, sports and society go hand in hand and we can never forget that. So if the NBA is an organization and their employees are basketball players, because this is what they do for a living, people tend to forget. LeBron James is just like me. He puts his pants on one, one, one leg at a time. He just can play basketball better than me. But these same conversations of vaccine or no vaccine, these athletes are still having. And then when you put it in this conversation of governmental mandates, and like I said, hold your voice on that. We'll talk about that later. How, how, how important or how, how, how crazy has it to see that we're continuing to show the humanity in sports just from this conversation alone? They're just like us, Justin. People got to still remember that. Yeah, it's a very slippery slope. And I know you mentioned Andrew Wiggins and a lot of focus has been put on him. But if you look at the macro level from 10,000 feet up, over 90% of NBA players are vaccinated. So that is a very positive sign, even though you have a few players like Andrew, who although is not vaccinated, as well as Kyrie Irving, who is a curious case Mm -hmm. right now. He's not going to be available tomorrow for the Nets preseason opener against Milwaukee, as we all know, because he's not vaccinated. The team had training camp in San Diego. Now they're back in Brooklyn. He's not allowed to enter the practice facility, even under the New York City mandate. And who knows when the next time we're going to see him. The Nets have made it clear on their stance. Steve Nash has said that the team isn't going to move out to New Jersey or another Long Island and have practice just to try to accommodate him. They're going to play and practice in their home, which is Brooklyn. They do have an open practice on Saturday, and that is going to be in the park. So technically, Kyrie can pull up. So I do see both sides of the spectrum where a lot of athletes are saying that they don't want to get vaccinated and be forced for it. But under the NBA mandate, if you want to play basketball, you need to get vaccinated. It sounds pretty simple. And I know some people aren't with it and they don't think that they should be forced to because that was, I believe, Andrew Wiggins language. But I guess it is what it is. If you really want to call someone's bluff and you really to you're willing to miss those paychecks, we're about to find out. And apparently, initially, it sounds like Kyrie is willing to do that. But this team has championship aspirations. The GM just came out with a survey. All of them think that the Nets are going to win a championship. It was like 72 or 73%. Mm-hmm. And then after that was the Lakers, if you want to call that the geriatric club. <laughs> and they have KD, uh, hopefully, as the MVP. But, yeah, that's a hit to their championship aspirations if Kyrie isn't going to play. That'd be 43 games that he's missing because you have to include the games at Madison Square Garden. Everybody, everybody, if you do not know what's going on with Kyrie Irving, I'm pretty sure you do. Let me lay it out on the table for you. According to NBA.com, Kyrie Irving hasn't said if he has been vaccinated against COVID-19, asking for privacy when pressed about his status during media day. Because of New York's vaccine mandate, Kyrie Irving missed Tuesday's practice with the Brooklyn Nets. He just said Milwaukee as well, who remains unclear on his intentions to get vaccinated, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. There had been previous optimism that Irving would get vaccinated, if that's pushing from KD, if he um, seems to convince him. Fulfill local governmental mandates, allowing him to practice and play in New York this season, according to Wojnarowski. But Irving's continued resistance to vaccination has the Nets preparing for the possibility that they'll be without him for home practices and games for the foreseeable future. 
If Irving remains unvaccinated, the Nets could soon be faced with a decision on whether they'll allow Irving to come and go with the team in out of New York or just keep him sidelined altogether. We support him. This was the original statement. We support him. We're here for him. When things change and there's a resolution, we're here for him, said Steve Nash, head coach. Speaking of money, I can't afford to lose this much money. Obviously, he can't. Irving could Break lose game numbers. checks of approximate. Oh, yes, yes. Irving could lose game checks of approximately 380000 for every home game he misses under an agreement between the NBA and the NBA PA. That could come as soon as Friday. That's tomorrow when the Nets host the Milwaukee Bucks. Irving yep. 29 to make this money at 29, baby. I'm 33. Can I go back? Anyways, Irving 29 <laughs> is under contract for 35.3 million in 2021-22. It has 36.5 million player option on this deal for the 2022-23 season. Fellas, by the numbers, Tristan, it's a lot of money to lose. Yeah. Uh listen, why do you think Andrew Wiggins all of a sudden <laughs> went and got his vaccination? He he knows he's not a he's not a max player making max money right now. So them them game checks they gonna hurt. And I mean, you know, when you look at it, if you're saying that you're going, um, you know, you can't play any home games depending on the team that you're playing on, that means you're losing like half a season's worth of money. If you're not a max player, if you're if you're not that guy, you you can't afford to lose that money. I don't care who you are. I don't care. You know what it's looking like. I don't care what kind of savings you put together. None of that. None of that matters. So how I'm looking at it is, do I need to make the right decision here? Do I need to make the right decision? Am I going to go ahead and get the vaccine so that I can play through my contract, get all the money that's worth, or am I going to stand my ground? Now, people like Kyrie Irving, that's the one. Those are the ones that's going to be dangerous because Kyrie Irving has already made his max money. Kyrie Irving can afford to sit. And, and be like, I don't want to do that and play the games that he can play and not play the games that he can play. And that game check is not really going to affect them like it would affect uh, Andrew Wiggins. Like, that's that's the whole point. So some of these players, don't be surprised, depending on how their money is situated, depending on how they saved, how they invested, how, you know, however all that goes. Don't be surprised if you see some of these guys that were like, okay, I can't play in that game. I can't play in this game. Okay, I'm not going to be bothered with that. You know, and, and that's really that's really going to be the look of the NBA until people, you know, feel more comfortable about taking the vaccine. We talked about it last week, Mikel. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's everyone's choice and it's a personal matter for whatever they believe in, or, you know, and and what have you. But I know for myself as a regular person, I took the vaccine because I felt it was a responsibility to my family as well as myself for my own health and for me to do the job that I do. That's speaking for me. That's my personal opinion on it. That's my personal feelings on it. I can't tell another man what he can or cannot do. But just understand, just like in all decisions that we make, there are consequences to all the decisions that are made. So if they can live with the consequence, then so be it. It just it it kind of sucks that you're probably going to sacrifice your team's chances, depending who you are on the team. You're sacrificing your team's your team's chances. You could be the difference between a win or a loss. That can, you know, home field home field advantage. You know, what kind of seating are you going into the playoffs with? You know, how effective are you going to be? You know, if you're playing inconsistently. So there's a lot. There's a lot of things that are playing to it. But if they can live with the consequences, I mean, who are we to, you know, say anything else about it? Consequences, Justin. Where does 
the businessman aspect come into play. A lot of these NBA players, a lot of these athletes are, athletes are businessmen. You would think that Kyrie says, okay, I'm fine on the games. I got Nike. I got these endorsements. What about those who, who, hasn't, who haven't been able to pile those up? How much do, does the extra money, the side hustles you ever do, able to do, if you're willing to take the consequences and run with it, how much are those more important or, or are they even a factor? I don't think it factors in that much just because if you need to do a commercial, they're still going to be able to pull up. You don't need to be vaccinated to do a commercial or do some type of ad in any capacity. I think it may impact future decisions, but Nike's always been rebellious. So I don't see them moving away from Kyrie. I know he did have an issue with one of the releasings of his shoe that he wasn't really feeling the design. I forgot all the details, but yeah, I don't see it affecting the residual income. When it comes to the main dollar, you rattled off them numbers. And if that's something that he's willing to do and he wants to stand and die on that hill, let it be. But Joe Sy, the owner, as well as the GM, Sean Marks, have been adamant that they want Kyrie to play. This is their stance. The NBA has made it known to all the players. This is what needs to take place. If he doesn't want to swallow that pill, then it appears that for 43 games, if even that, He's not going to be on the team. People keep throwing out these trade rumors. You want to get the bang for your buck and who's going to be in there. Obviously, Ben Simmons is the immediate one that people throw out there. But, yeah, I don't know if that would work out because then what is Harden turn into? Just a three-point shooter. But just back to the question at hand, I just really don't know what Kyrie is going to do. He's always been a contrarian, and we've seen that. I know that he really didn't believe in the earth is flat, but everyone ran with it. And he thought it was funny, so you might as well just keep going with it. But people really believed. So we never have known what Kyrie is going to do. So I guess it's just going to be a wait-and-see approach. I think it's 17 days until their home opener against Charlotte. They open up with two games on the road. So tick-tock, tick-tock. They opened up the training camp in San Diego. Now they're back in Brooklyn. You talked about him missing practice. I was at that pre-part, and I was at media day. When we all asked questions, there were numerous people throwing questions his way. And every single response by Kyrie was, please respect my privacy. Please respect my privacy. And then he went off on a rant. If anyone is going to ask me about this, I'm not going to give you an answer. He didn't put a limit on what's in store for the future, but he's not going to discuss his vaccine status. He's not going to discuss why or why not. He's not going to go into any of that. He's not going to discuss if he's going to be playing at home games. So we're respecting his privacy. People are going to discuss it and report. He's going to be missing out on tomorrow's preseason game. And we'll see if he'll be ready for that home opener against the Hornets. I like what you said, contrarian, because Kyrie Irving in that aspect within the last year or two has worked out in his favor. We've seen what he's done in the bubble. We saw the stances that he made on social injustice and things of that nature. And we've respected the philanthropy of what he's been able to bring to the table as far as the NBA and having a voice and making sure and being the front runner to a degree of having that voice and sticking to your guns and whatever you're going to do. We've loved him for that. Some would say, Tristan, as we've discussed it, as you pointed out, should he just leave basketball alone? Is philanthropy that much more important? And does his voice really matter that much to him where if we looking at 380,000, I may not really care too much because my stance is my stance. For the betterment of the people, if we talk about his philanthropy work and what he's been standing for before, we seem right on. We with him. We, it's, all, it's, it's all a matter of mistakes. 
But when you're talking about a vaccine and other people put in danger, and you're talking about the matter of the danger of your team, where James Harden is saying he's never been in free agency, this team was put together for you not to lose. You were supposed to be in this finals. That's how you win. Shout out to Will Smith. That's how you win. We got to win. <laughs> yeah. And this is what we, we got to do. And you messing that up, brother. A lot Fumbling of the bag. Yeah. You fumbling it. Fellas, from a scale of one to ten, the word selfish has been thrown around. How much how, how to on that scale, how much do you feel he's being selfish? Is it time that Kyrie Irving thought about walking away from the game? Are other <laughs> things becoming more important. You go ahead, you can answer that, uh, French Justin. Man, uh, that's a tough one. I'll say about a five. Yeah, just because I understand there's just, yo, our entire country is divided right now on this. There's a lot of people that just really don't want to get the vaccine. People use the misinformation that was provided on Facebook. You can go back to the Tuskegee experiment that was put um, for African-Americans. So you have so many theories that are out there and then people saying, oh, well, when you get the shot, you can still get it. So vaccines have existed in our society for the longest of time. So I'm not going to go down here and give you a history lesson, but I'll say a five. Uh, it all depends on what his personal feelings are in terms of if he wants to win a championship. So he feels like he's may not being selfish. Obviously, you do have those team goals and you say like, hey, KD, we came here for this. Harden, we got you here for this. But when it comes to someone's personal body, I'm not going to tell them that they need to get shot up for something. But in terms of the selfishness, the reason why I do have the scale of five and I would even push it maybe a little bit higher is leaving the organization in the dark. If he has not mm -hmm. communicated with Sean or the owner or even Steve Nash, there were instances last year where he just went like AWOL and people were like, oh, what's the situation going on? And then people were forced to answer questions for him. If he's not being responsive and letting the team know, then yeah, that's a little bit selfish. Just let them know, like, hey, I have no plans to get the shot whatsoever. What are we going to be able to do about it? And then they'll be like, we, there ain't no more we. <laughs> right. Right. Episode 120, the Barry Sanders edition. I'm running on all of y'all. I'm not sorry. Make sure you talk to us. Drop those comments down below. It's me, it's Tristan, it's Justin. Tristan, you and Kyrie Irving and his exit from basketball has been a, a big subject. How do you feel about this with all this vaccine talk running around? By the way, I got mine. And, you know, I, I applied for a job with the NBA. They told me quickly, you need that card. I said, don't worry, I got you. I did it in March. Tristan. <laughs> um, for me, for me, I think I think Kyrie, and it's not even just this vaccine, but it's just overall, even, even him coming into Brooklyn, his beliefs with the Black Lives Matter movement, which, I mean, I think that's the problem. And that's the, the thing that's causing the divide is that even the people that are against what he's doing, they're not saying he's wrong because he's not wrong. He's not wrong with how he feels. He's not wrong in his beliefs with anything, with the vaccine, with the Black Lives Matter movement. He's not wrong in what he's saying. What he's standing up for is a right is the right thing. It's not it's not wrong. But again, there's consequences to that decision. I feel like it would be his best interest and the best interest of the team if he were to step away. I think his focus 
it's so much on philanthropy. It's so much on what's going on in society. And the reason why, and, and as far as the scale of the selfishness from scale of one to 10, I'm put it at a seven. And the reason why I'm putting it at a seven is because he knows the mag. I, I agree with everything that you said, Justin, as far as like, you know, it's his beliefs, it's how he feels. You can't tell another man what to do. But the reason I put it as a seven is because he knows, just like all the rest of us knows, the magnitude of his talent and how much his talent changes the pendulum on what your team is going to do, specifically Brooklyn, on what Brooklyn is going to do. There's a reason that they did all the moves they did to get all three of you guys together. And if you, being one of the main cogs, is not there, it, it makes them a little less. The only person that's proven that he can kind of be the dynamo effect through it all is Kevin Durant. And even he hasn't proven to do it quite by himself. James Harden has never gotten a championship. And the only championship Kyrie can speak on was because he had LeBron James. So as individuals, we haven't seen them all carry a team. And now we know we have a, a sample of what it looks like when it's just Kevin Durant and James Harden before James Harden had the hamstrings injuries. We had a sample of what it looks like. It's still pretty good. It, it can be dominant, but it's not as special as when all three of them were on the floor. And I think we only saw that, what, maybe told seven, eight times last season? Yeah. So, when, but when we saw it, it was spectacular. And we all know how Kyrie is. He's like the ultimate combo guard. He could play, he could play the point, but clearly he can play off ball as well and just be purely a scorer. So when you have someone that's like that and he's not on the floor – and the team is basically built around you. It's only five players at a time that can be on the court. Three of y'all are the main all-stars on the team. One of you gets taken away. It's going to look a little weird. And it's going to be a little funky. Because James Harden's only going to be able to do so much. That's part of the reason why he left Houston. Because he didn't want to take so much of the load on. And, and Kevin Durant plays. And he plays so much in a system. Because he, he doesn't have to take as many shots to get the numbers that he needs. He's a very efficient but he has to play within a system where somebody's kind of feeding it to him, even though he has the ability to run up the ball. So you need the domino scorer, which is Kyrie, that killer scorer, and the closer. Yeah. And that's the other thing that people forget. Kyrie is one of the better closers in the game. And you don't have that element on your team, you're going to have problems because you're looking at, you You go, I mean, we. you can say something about how Chicago might do. We can say something about, you know, if Boston's gonna if Boston's gonna revamp up. We'll see what happens in Philadelphia with Ben Simmons, but they still got Joel Embiid. You know what I'm saying? Then you're going over West and let, you know, Clay Thompson's coming back, going to be over there with Golden State. Look at what the Lakers have done in free agency and who they've brought in. So you you're dealing with elements where you need as for the Brooklyn Nets, you need everybody. So it's it's Kyrie, you either you either gotta be all in for your team and all in for the season. Or just step away so there won't be any distractions. Because if he goes in and out, Kevin Durant, James Harden, all those guys are going to get questions every single night that they're playing. What's up with Kyrie Irving? Is Kyrie Irving going to play the next game? Is Kyrie Irving, have, has he been at practice? Have you talked to Kyrie Irving? Has he said anything about the, that's all they're going to hear. And they don't have time for that because that team was built to win a championship. Not just get to the finals, win it and win multiple. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, because you up not to make you the New York ambassador, but you are on this show. But <laughs> you know, you're up there and you're covering all of this. 
And for me, when I'm hearing this, it's just a continuing mantra of the unkeptness in Brooklyn. No, like, it, it seems like nothing, nobody ever knows what's going on. You got to talk to this one, that one, that one, that like you said, Kyrie went on a went on a tirade and went away, and 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 and, and we're answering all these, trying to get all these questions answered. Nobody knows what's what. Steve Nash doesn't even know what's what. Everybody can coach. Hell, I can coach. Hey, put me in in this point. How how, how is it up there covering a team like this? And two, when you talk about the vaccine and this, and you and and you talk about what's going on in New York and the mandate and having to live there, what are what are all the other teams? The Knicks, the Jets, the Giants. Is it that big of an issue versus the, the issues that's in Brooklyn? Granted, this is only one guy, but is everybody seeming like they're complying with what's going on up there in the tri-state? Well, it's not an issue for the Knicks because their entire team is fully vaccinated. So they have no issues whatsoever. With the Jets and the Giants, everyone is not fully vaccinated, but they understand the NFL set up two tier systems that if you're fully vaccinated, life is going to be a lot easier for you. If you're not vaccinated, you're going to have to go through numerous tests. And if you're out, you're going to be thrown on the COVID reserve list. And then if your entire team gets an outbreak because of an unvaccinated player, you can do fines in addition to forfeiting a game. So there's a lot of, fortunately for the NFL so far, uh, week five is about to start. There have been no forfeits or anything of that nature. But it's mostly just about Brooklyn when it comes to all of the teams in Major League or pardon in New York. They're just the one outlier when it comes to that. And I think the Islanders are fully vaccinated if we're going to go to hockey, which is about to start up shortly. So yeah, it's just them. It's the Curious yeah. Case of Kyrie. The Curious, curious case. case. That's a book. That's, That's a book. <laughs> that is a book. That Make is sure a if book. He, if he makes a book, Justin, you, you got to get your credit, okay? 20% <laughs> off top, brother. I know, you, I know you got baby. the money. There you go. <laughs> I know you <laughs> I know you got the money if you wouldn't lose some money. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> and moving forward, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's Christmas. It's the MLB postseason, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but we, we start off on an icy road. Like I said, Justin, you're not the New York ambassador, but the most hated story franchises. And the most loved at the same time. What a thin line between love and hate, boy. I tell you. They faced each other. The Yankees, they lose. Two to six to the Red Sox. Facing rival Yankees, Boston jumped all over AL Cy Young candidate Jared Cole for two homers in the first three innings to take an early 3-0 lead. A stellar outing by Nathan Evaldi and shutdown performance by the bullpen kept the Yankees' bats in check. New York scored solo home runs in the sixth and the ninth innings. But it wasn't enough as the Red Sox won the American League wild card game to move on to the ALDS. We start there. Then I also, because I'm double whamming you here, because I know I only got a short amount of time. I'm a woman of my word. Chris Taylor, walk-off moment for the Dodgers. How do we feel about this week, this this MLB postseason? Not to mention, I'm going to throw a whole knife in the hearts of, of New Yorkers and, and, and everybody else that love the Yankees. I'm sorry. New York championship <laughs> drought. It will be more than a decade between titles for New York sports teams. In the NFL, the MLB, the NHL, and guess what, everybody? You already know when the last time New York team won in the postseason on a big time. Shout out to Eli Manning, a Manning that actually beat Tom Brady when it counted in the Super Bowl. Only one that can speak on it. 
Beat him twice. Man, oh man, that was that was a lot. You ain't got to remind the listeners, the viewers about the drought. We got the most teams in the world, and we got the worst shooting percentage. Like, sheesh. Hey, least, yeah. It's, no, yeah. teams won this past Sunday. And, and man, ain't nobody want that. That's low-hanging fruit. That's a carrot. <laughs> ain't nobody care about that. What, they both come, come to DC. Three? Come to DC. Don't worry about it. Right. We'll lose every time. Feel our pain, though, brother. Um, yeah. Come on, man. They both one and three. Like, ain't nobody care about that. Like, woo. You guys still below 500 in last place. Like, come on. But back to your question about baseball. I'll start off first with the NL wildcard game. That was amazing. Chris Taylor, walk-off homer. And I think that everyone is super excited, unless you're a Cardinals fan, to see the Dodgers go against the Giants. Two of the best teams all year long. The two best records. They were both in the division. Now they get the face-off in a five-game series. Honestly, I wish they could do seven. But... We'll settle for five. So I think that is going to live up to the billing. I'm probably going to go with the Dodgers edging them out just because of experience. And then if we're going to talk about baseball's best robbery, the Red Sox came on top, beating the Yankees. Garrett Cole, a horrible performance. You paid a man $324 million, and it was for this exact reason. He just didn't show up. It's going to be a stain on his record until he can deliver in another postseason moment because this is why you got him. And as you mentioned, AL Cy Young candidate. So he just has to show up. The bats also fizzled out. And if we're going to go back to the homer or someone, not even the homer by Rizzo and later in the game, let's speak about the John Carlos Stanton long balls that easily would have been a homer in a majority of ballparks. But this is why you need to win those games earlier in the year. They were tied with Boston. Boston had the tiebreaker because I believe they were seven and nine. If you had one chip it, chipping our uh, games and you weren't so streaky and it was a roller coaster year, you'd have been playing that game at Yankee Stadium. And that'd have been the difference. Instead of starting in a 2 0 hole, you would have had John Carlo with a homer and then maybe another homer. So that's just the way the game goes. Everything in hindsight is 2020. But yeah, another disappointing year for the Yankees. And I think I was listening to C.C. Sabathia on his podcast, and he made a great point. He said they lost to the Red Sox when they had their star core, which was Mookie Betts, Jackie Bradley, uh, Andrew Benatendi, and then other players. All of them are gone now. And then you lose to a new core of the Red Sox? Come on, man. That just can't happen. You still got the same core. Unacceptable. How are we on time, Tristan? Uh, we're right at the 8.30 mark. Oh, I'm making... Oh, this is great. <laughs> Your <laughs> thoughts, and we move on in the NFL. Well, I actually I actually have I actually have more questions, so it's actually, I'm actually going to bounce it right back to Justin. Can you tell okay. me... Can you tell me this, Justin? I, maybe, maybe I'm, you know, I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty knowledgeable with baseball. I used to play baseball and stuff like that. I've never seen... Such a, dare I say, like a disappearing act in regards to how even early on in the MLB season with Aaron Judge, from where he from where he was, even like a couple seasons ago to what we're looking at now, like could you tell me what what might be the case in that regard with him? Like it, he was on a trajectory where we were looking at him as almost like the next Trout, almost and. You know, it's not so much like that now. Do you, you have an idea of being up there, kind of get, having an inside effect of what, what's happening with him? 
Yeah, Judge is still a great player. I think, yeah. unfortunately, what's hampered him is the injuries. It's that simple, staying on the field. His production level is still exceptional. This mm -hmm. year was really good. He had a mm -hmm. couple of down years, but this was a huge year, especially with him nearing arbitration. He may get that extension, but nah, I still think this is a player you invest in and the right. best abilities, availability, even though it's corny. But that's really true, especially in baseball. 162 games, man, that's a marathon. That's yep. why they're the only sport that celebrates after winning the division because you got here. You may not have won anything yet, but you got to be in it to win it. They get to the postseason. They do their little champagne campaign and pop bottles in the locker room. Mm -hmm. There are clubhouse and baseball. That's the reason why they do it. So, uh, yeah, I think that Judge is still a very solid player. And I think the Yankees will definitely throw him the bag. Gotcha. Fellas, who wins it all? Too early? Or do you got a prediction? Mm. Ooh. We gonna uh, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go the winner of the the Giants and the Dodgers. Yeah. I think I'm I'm leaning towards the Dodgers. I'm leaning towards the Dodgers overall. I think I think they set up at the right time, having the pieces that they got. Um, you know, and they're all kind of playing they're playing hot at the right time. They're like at they're peaking. And I think uh I, I have the Dodgers taking it. What what I will say this though, in regards to the Astros. I feel like they should have been banned from the postseason. I just, that's my personal feelings. <laughs> I just feel like they robbed a World Series and they should just not even have a chance to participate. That's my feeling. I, I feel like that should have been a, the kind of hammer they got. I don't care what your record is. You could have been, you could have been number one. I don't care. You do not get a chance to go after this championship at least a year or two. That's my, that's my thing. For 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 uh for a league that is so bent on people being of tradition and people playing having gamesmanship, to have a team that blatantly proven, blatantly cheated their way to a World Series, yeah, I I, I feel like they should have they should have gotten a, a stiffer penalty. I want to make a personal shout out to Magic Johnson. You might be smiling at the end of this. So uh again, oh. To put the money where he puts his money, Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah, he's a genius. <laughs> Got the Midas stuff. Give me again five dollars. Hook me up. <laughs> Anyways, we go to the NFL, and this is how we do this, Justin. I'll talk about the scores. I'll give a highlight. And if we can move on, we move on. If you got something to talk about the game, we talk about the game. This is gonna be a quick what? I got eight minutes, right? Ha ha ha. No. Yep, I got eight. So let's go. Jaguars 21, Bengals 24, Jacksonville lost 19 games straight. Largest streak since Detroit 2007 to 2009. Can we move on or can we stay here? Urban Meyer's a joke, man. This entire situation. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> that entire situation is just laughable. Man, yes, missing team playing to grind. <laughs> Now all this news about him and the whoo-hoo. Speaking, speaking of news, we did not forget what just came out about the NBA. We will talk about it next week. Y'all health care? Really? Come on, baby. I was so mad to see Darius Miles and it. What happened, baby? What's going on? Um, we'll talk about that next week. And the <laughs> 75th anniversary commercial, if you haven't saw it. Oh, my God. The Beautiful. part about Kobe made me cry. Beautiful. Anyways, we'll talk about that next week because I know you want to hear what we're talking about. But healthcare? I'm talking about healthcare. You really got to be a part of that. Anyways, Titans 24, <laughs> Jets 27. Hey, 
week nine, 2010. I think it's more about what's going on with the Titans than what is happening with the Jets. Um, I, I think the Titans are realizing you got to do more with your offense. It, it can't just be King Henry and, and die. Their, their teams are daring Tannehill to be more than what his comfort level was. So now y'all got to step it up. Y'all, y'all went and got Julio Jones. Y'all thought that was supposed to be a combination. And, you know, Corey Davis ended up, you know, beating y'all. And that's who y'all got rid of to make room for Julio. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not looking great for the Titans. But I'm happy for Zach Wilson, you know, get some confidence going. Uh, I like Robert Salah. We'll see how he continues to go as a head coach. But I think it was more about the Titans' struggles than the success of the Jets in that game. Justin, anything to add? Or can we move on? <laughs> All right. Chiefs 40. The Chiefs 42. Well, well, of course, you don't want to talk. But anyways, <laughs> now that I think about it, <laughs> the Chiefs 42, the Eagles. The, I keep, I, I'm sorry to put the dagger in your heart repeatedly. This is not what I called you here for. I actually love you. I, want you. I wanted to talk to you. This is not what I invited you to my home for. But listen, <laughs> the Chiefs 42, the Eagles 30, Mahomes, fourth QB in Super Bowl era with 34 Yes, 34 pass TDs. I can't read my own handwriting. In each of the first four games of the season. I mean, that's cool. Chiefs. Damn, Chiefs, I'm an Eagles fan. Oh, yeah. oh, damn. Jesus. I'm doing it all around, Jesus, ain't I? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Hey. How do you feel about Jalen Hurts being your QB? I'm more confident about him than I am the head coach. I think okay. that Nick Sirianni has a lot to prove. So does Jalen. But Jalen's been decent so far this season. But, right. yeah, I don't like how they're utilizing the run game. Miles Sanders, whoever you want to throw back there, Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, I think that some of the play calling has been shaky. There have been some good halves and quarters. But trying to put it all together, we'll see. Last but not least, and this is the last job assignment I'm going to give you, uh, uh, Justin, because I know you want to clock. You got to go to work. You at work, so you got to do a show. Panthers, Cowboys, 28-36. lot to unpack here, people. Dallas, 10-3 versus Carolina all-time in regular season. The Patriots traded lockdown star corner Stephon Gilmore to Panthers for a six-round pick. Stephon Gilmore, Brian Burns, Shaq Thompson, Jeremy Quinn, Chin, excuse me, C.J. Henderson, Hassan Reddick. That is the defense for the Panthers. Not to mention, if we're trading a couple of uh, defensive guys, Jalen Smith goes to the pack. Man. The Cowboys, just in case you weren't. Yeah, the Cowboys are a solid team. They won that game. I'm curious to see how the Panthers are going to be once fully healthy. Horn is out for the year. That was their top pick. So Gilmore is now back home. He's from the Carolinas. That's a huge addition. We'll see how healthy he is once he gets off the pup list, or even if he's still a top lockdown corner, because now he's on the back nine of his career. I believe that he's 31. I mean, that's a huge addition. Carolina's defense has been stout, minus that appearance against Dallas. And the Dallas, to me, they're legit. I already picked them when the season began to win the NFC East. I know people always say, especially myself, I have my uncle and two cousins that are huge Dallas fans. And I tell them every year that Thanksgiving, y'all get excited, yada, yada. But come December, Casper the friendly ghost. So I do think (laughs) that the Cowboys will win this division. When you look at the layout right now, I don't see any strong contenders. 
But yeah, both of those teams are solid. I could see them both in the playoffs. Tell the people where they can find you. Welcome to Roland Ramos. Hope this is not the last time you call. You tell your people to call my people. Well, then again, I called you, so I'm calling you again. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Tell us where they can find you. Where they can see you tonight if they want to. Hey, pull up to Pix Eleven News. I'll be on the 10 p.m. newscast. I'll be doing Kyrie, as we alluded to earlier. And we'll have plenty of uh, Saquon Barkley as well as Zach Wilson, who also won Rookie of the Week. So, yeah, have plenty to talk about in addition to if you want to just check me out at Justin Walters TV. Pull up, hop out. Love being on the show. Let's do it again. The Grill. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, the Grill. <laughs> I forgot I do stuff with them, too. Hey, oh, I'm a true damn. Jamaican. I'm trying to have all these type of jobs. This weekend, I'm going to be out in West Virginia doing a football game for Marshall. So, hey, we just out here trying to collect the checks. So, so from one Jamaican to another, I'm surrounded by y'all. That's a true one, too. So when you talk about <laughs> I play baseball, wait a minute, what happened to cricket? Well, that's, well, that's hey. what I baseball. My dad, my dad, he was a great, he was a great uh, bowler for cricket. And, you know, growing up here, he kind of just taught me how to play baseball. So I was, I was actually a pretty good first baseman playing baseball, so. I found a good Jamaican spot here in Baltimore. Um, I love jerk chicken. How many cups of water I needed? I'm gonna tell y'all. <laughs> <back in this. laughs> hey, I get some oxtail. Get some. Get some oxtail and oxtail gravy. Extra oxtail gravy in your life. There you go. Oh man, but the fish was great, and then they gave me the pe the, the plankton was the best part, and they gave me the the peas and everything, and the mac and cheese. Who knew the mac and cheese? Woo! We ain't gonna <laughs> talk about that. It's another show. Anyways, Justin, my friend, my man, forever grateful to you. Absolutely appreciate y'all having me on. Can't wait to do it again. For sure, America. For sure. He says peace. We continue, Tristan, because we almost done. We going down the NFL timeline again. Giants. Oh, I'm glad that he left on this note. The Giants and the Saints. <laughs> well, this would have been a happy moment. The Giants and the Saints, 27-21. Saquon Barkley, game-winning six-yard touchdown in overtime. Yeah, I feel like that was more of a situation where, you know, um, I think the Saints kind of slept on the Giants a little bit. And... Um, you know, it's it's just a matter of the Saints just had a, a sleep moment. I mean, I like the Giants as far as, you know, they play hard. I'll give them that. They'll play hard. We saw flashes of old Saquon, so we'll see if that's something to continue You're on. giving I'm them a participation trophy. Ugh. I'm still not sold, <laughs> I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. I don't know if it's because of Jason Garrett and his generic offensive play calling or not, but I'm just not, I'm just not with it. I'm not there. So, I mean, we'll see how the season goes, you know, with the Giants. But we knew that it was a rebuilding period. We knew it was a time where they just had to get themselves in order. So, you know, we just got to – it's a wait and see. But, you know, good win for them, hard win in overtime. And uh, the Saints, uh, listen, it's life without Drew Brees. Y'all got, got a wild stallion in Jameis Winston. He's looked okay, but he still has his moments. But I, I know they'll be happy to have Michael Thomas uh, back in for sure. Giant uh Browns 14, Vikings 17, Cleveland Rocks. Their three and one start in two two straight seasons for first time since 93-95. Can we move on? 
Yeah, only thing with that is, um, you know, man, Baker, Baker makes me nervous, man. Some days, some games he's looking like the number one pick. Some days he's looking like, man, they, they wish they had Josh Allen or Justin Herbert as, as the quarterback for Cleveland. Um, he's He better thank his lucky stars he has the offense that he has around him and that great defense. Miles Garrett making a case for defense player of the year. Uh, having Jadavion Clowney, I think, is working wonders for Miles Garrett um, because you have to respect it enough to watch him over there. Uh, that secondary is really starting to come on with, uh, you know, with Greedy Williams and all those guys back there in the back end. So, you know, Baker, he needs to be happy for, you know, the, the team that he's got because there's been a couple times where he could have blown a game and he has blown a game for them already. So he better be careful if he wants that uh, extension. Lions 14, Bears 24, Chicago 6-1 versus Detroit in Matt Nagy era. Bears named Justin Fields a starting QB moving forward. Was it the right decision? You know, if we if we were talking about this earlier this week, you would have heard my disdain for when he had the audacity to say um, Justin um, uh, to say Andy Dalton will be his starting quarterback when healthy. You would have heard me be upset, and I think the whole world was upset. And I think the only reason why he changed his mind is because he felt the whole entire NFL world come crashing down on him when he had the audacity to say that. So then he changed his stripes. And now he's saying that, you know, oh, no, it's going to be um, it's going to be Justin Fields. It, yes, it will be Justin Fields. It will remain Justin Fields until the cows come home. OK, Andy Dalton's time is done. They, the worst thing you do is lose to injury. But hey. That's the world we live in. We the can't. The big red that. machine is done. Hey, it's over. The the red white the red rifle has lost all his bullets, and he better mm. be a good sport on the sideline with holding that clipboard and 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 helping uh, Justin Fields develop. This is his team. If they make a move to go back to Andy Dalton, you will lose the locker room. I'm. Um, let me be very clear. Matt Nagy will lose the locker room if he makes a move. Going back to Andy Dalton. Texans, zero. Bills, 40. Second largest shutout victory in franchise history for Buffalo. <sighs> Buffalo. You ain't you ain't drinking the water. You ain't the Kool-Aid. I'm sorry. You don't want you, don't, you ain't getting in there. No, and it's 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 not because they're bad or anything. I just need to see a little bit more. I just need to see a little bit more Buffalo. But they did drop two 40 burgers, so it, there's got to be something to it. And, you know, it must be, right? So, I mean. <laughs> something's it, working. <laughs> it, something's working, exactly. Something's working. Uh, I guess we go. it's the wait and see approach for, for them, for sure. Speaking of wait and see, Colts 27, Dolphins 17, Carson Wentz. First win as a starter since week eight. That was 2020. Yeah. Yeah, Carson. <laughs> Talk about Mr. Glass, man. He got the ankles like paper mache. I don't know what they're going to do with him over there. Frank Wright is probably like, what the world happened to you in Philadelphia? This is not the Carson Wentz that I got, you know, almost an MVP for. I, listen. Maybe the injury shell shocked them and... Listen, I think I think the Colts, I think they kind of smoked themselves a little bit because they thought they were going to bring Carson Wentz in with the team that was already there. I don't know. I don't know. He can't stay healthy throughout the season. I just, 
And then when he is healthy, he doesn't make the greatest decisions on the on on the field. You know, I don't. Let me say this real quick. I normally don't really care too much what Skip Bayless said, but he said this last year. He said that sometimes when he watches Carson Wentz, it just looks like he doesn't have a feel for the quarterback position. And there are times that I've watched him, and I have to agree. It's like there's just something not there. Something's not registering at the quarterback position for him. And he just plays, you know, they say, well, he's a football player. Yeah, but you're playing quarterback, my man. There's a certain level of analytics that got to play in your head. And I don't know if that does for him. And that's a little, that's a little telling. Maybe in a winning season, you don't pick up on all this, or maybe the defense of Philly just made him look something that he wasn't at the time. And he, or maybe he was what he was and the knee injuries and the injuries piled up and it started messing with his psyche. And maybe we, we will never maybe. know. Maybe he has it. He could be. He could be punch drunk. I don't. I don't know. But he's not the guy that we saw in 2017. That's for sure. This one made me happy on Sunday. I don't know. I don't know how long my happiness is going to last. We gotta go to another Sunday. But however, the Washington Football Team 34, the Falcons 30, first win versus Atlanta since Week Two, 2003. They had lost six straight in the dome, Tristan. You see my face? Let me get closer. <laughs> you still don't like the defense? I mean, they tried. I mean, <laughs> it, it looked pretty. Washington cool. should not. They should not be what they are right now. They it shouldn't. Should be, After should playing a game better. like that, it should be a lot better. The <sighs> the adjustments made. There's no way you can make total mistakes like that. Like the like. Now I totally believe what you were saying last week. I get it. There's no way we should lost to the Bills like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hold my reservations for Washington until I see what the defense do something. I said, look, I said it, I said it on my other show. I said it on my other show yes. earlier this week. Plug, plug. You know, hey, I'm just a fan podcast. You know, I'm just a fan podcast. Every Tuesday, we talk about. You gotta football. have me on as a guest. Oh, <laughs> oh you already know. You already know. You already know. Um, well, I get to play another ground. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I just the offense looks better than the defense right now, and that I I know that sounds crazy, but it's the truth. If if it wasn't Taylor Heineke, let me be very very clear. If it wasn't Taylor Heineke, we honestly probably would be over. We we really probably would be on for the strength that man has in two minutes. It's like yes. he studies two minutes, yes. and he's done he it. And I can't realm. say it's a fluke because it's happened multiple times. Multiple times that multiple he's times. taking this his team down. That's great. That's yes. that's 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 somebody that's going to have longevity in this league. So, I don't know. So, so imagine the way he way we see him play in crunch time, battling back from behind. Imagine if our defense just comes up even a little bit. Yeah, of how good we, this team could be. And keeping the lead and sustain, uh, and not Come playing on. from behind at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can do this all day. Let's move on. Sure. Seahawks 28, 49ers 21. Russell Wilson joined Hall of Famer Peyton Manning as only QBs with 100 plus wins the first 10 in first 10 seasons. He also and was he's the, the youngest. fastest, he's the fastest, fastest, youngest, all that good stuff. 
baby win was celebrating because they got yep. a win. Yep. Um, the Seahawks defense is horrible, man. Pete Carroll, what are you doing? You're a defensive coach. You're a defensive yeah. coach. And Russell Wilson cannot do it all by himself. That offensive line is still shaky like it's been for years. The defense is shaky like it's been for years since the Legion of Boom. The only person you can hang your hat on on your defensive side is Bobby Wang- Bobby Wagner. And he's getting a little long in the tooth now. Come on, man. You, I mean, you're wasting. This has been a broken years. record for the last couple of years now, too. And you don't I, have a shabby Russ. He still can do something for you. Don't be surprised if Russell Wilson is not with the Seahawks next season. He tried to get out of it this season. Don't be surprised. <laughs> Don't be surprised if he's not with the Seahawks next season. I'm telling you right now because that window, he's still in his prime where he can win a Super Bowl. But that window is closing. And I don't know if he's going to he's seeing he's seeing what happened. All these greats that are playing, they saw what Tom did. They saw how it looked. Okay. They're gonna they're going they're all gonna start looking around. Denver gonna look real nice in the offseason. Denver's oh, gonna yes. look like a real nice place to be a quarterback. Having all those weapons on the offensive side of the ball. You still got uh uh Bradley Chubb and 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 uh um what is his name? Uh 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 Von Miller over there on the defensive side of the ball. The secondary is good. Patrick Sertan Jr. is looking like he about to be the next great shutdown corner between him and J.C. Horn. Hey, yeah. listen, Denver's going to look nice for a QB to play in. I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, it's going to look nice. Pittsburgh, look at the look at Pittsburgh. Yeah. All they got to do is Pitt- hit the offensive line. But they got the running backs, they got the receivers, they got the defense. And Big Ben, Big Ben's not going to play after this season. So Pittsburgh's also going to look like a nice place. Hey, look, for a quarterback to Sierra play. just came out with a clothing line. It's a fur one. She got some furs. Pack her up. There you go. Take kids to a go. cold city. Even you, you can get rid of the raincoats. Go for get sure. in the cold. For sure. We still want Russell Wilson to be a winner, baby. Steelers. Speaking of the Steelers and the Packers, 17-27. Green Bay, first winning versus Pittsburgh since week 17. Guess what, Tristan? That was 1995. Had lost five straight. Whew. What did I just Damn. say about what Pittsburgh? Was he, you, what was you doing in 1995 again? Oh, Power Rangers. Yeah, X-Men. Word, word up. Word up. You know, Spider-Man. For sure. Word up. Saturday mornings, Fox, Fox Box. You know, the, word the up. kids don't know about that. The kids don't know about that. They, 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 really, they really don't. With your Captain uh, Crunch. Browns. Go. Broncos 7. Ravens 23. Baltimore. First regular season role win in Denver since week 3. That was 2001. Baltimore. I know they're winning, but it just is not. It's not convincing me, but they are getting healthy. You know, their first yeah. their first round pick, uh, the wide receiver Bateman is there. Uh, Sammy Watkins. Sam, well, I said Watkins. Sammy Watkins is doing is doing great for them. Um, Kansas City is definitely missing Sammy Watkins. So I think as they get healthy, um, you know, yeah, down the that's stretch. That's the only I thing, their injuries. Yeah, I think I think watching that, as they get healthy, it'll probably be a lot better. And keeping Lamar, Lamar. And yes, <laughs> yes. Last, I'm going to switch something around. I'm going to Monday night first. Raiders Chargers, 28-14. You still love Herbert Tristan? First QB since 1950 to reach 500-plus completions before – 20th star listen i i said it i said it again i said it on the other show 
I've never been so happy to be so wrong about a player the way I was wrong about Justin Herbert. I really feel that Oregon held him back. Um, Oregon did not play him, did not maximize his ability. And he's looking like one of those guys. Some guys coming to the league, they're a better pro than they were college player. T.J. Watt is another one that comes to mind. He's a better pro than he was a college player. He was a damn good college player. But Justin Herbert, man, Justin Herbert is in the running having MVP conversation, have an MVP season. Justin Herbert is right there, just like with with, uh, with Patrick Mahomes, with Dak Prescott, and all those guys. He's right there for the MVP. And I said I said this on the other show as well. I caught some flack. I'm going to say it here. Unless Patrick Mahomes cleans up some of this backyard decision-making, don't be surprised if we're looking a couple years ahead and Justin Herbert might come out looking better than Patrick Mahomes. I'm not talking about talent. I'm not talking about talent. I'm talking about success. I'm talking about taking care of the football and making the right decisions at the right time. It's too early to tell right now. I understand that. I'm just going, I'm just trying to take a a way, way early prediction on it. It's too early to tell because Patrick Mahomes has been an MVP, Super Bowl MVP. I get all that champion. I get all that. I'm just saying, don't be surprised because Justin Herbert has the tools. He's got the team. He's got the defense. It, just just watch. Let's just watch. Watch this unfold. The main event, the one-two punch was Sunday night. Everybody's mama and they mama was watching this one. Bucks 19, Patriots 17. Tom Brady, the place he built, he comes home. He talked to Bill Belichick. They have a sidebar. Not this this nice little beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, montage they gave him for the game. Not much typical of Tom and Bill. They didn't do much in the public eye for anybody to see. No tears were shed. We don't know the conversation they had on their own. 1917, lost New England lost each of the first three home games for first time since 1993. Tom Brady passes Drew Brees from career passing yards. He had 80,291 coming into the game. He only needed 68 to pass Drew Brees, who had 80,358. Of course, we know he did that. Yep. Yep. I mean, hey, Tom was Tom. Well, I can't say Tom was Tom because he didn't throw any touchdowns. And I think a lot of us thought it was going to be like scorched earth. Tom Brady was just going to come. Then he put out this montage before the game with you. Fire and brimstone was coming down on Gillette. I think watching, even 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 early on, I think this is the most human I've ever seen Tom Brady on a football field. Because even yeah. early on, you were watching, and it just seemed like his emotions were kind of getting the best of him. There were some balls that kind of sailed on him. Things like, it, it, it just didn't look like typical Tom Brady. And then he kind of settled in and, and got himself in gear. Um, listen, I don't know how much trust Bill has in uh, Mac Jones. You gotta have a little more trust in your young QB. When you to, ship Cam off to go to go to kick a fifty-six yard field goal when there's still a little bit of time. Give Mac Jones the chance to see if he can do something for you. See if yeah. he can pull it off, you know. And I felt like that told me a lot about how Bill Belichick feels about Mac Jones and how much he probably misses. Uh, Misses Tom Brady in a sense, or miss at least miss the quality of the player. I know Robert Kraft yeah. does. I know Robert Kraft does. They showed that video of him 
seeing Tom Brady before the game started in in the uh, in the hall, and he was like, "I miss you, man." And you can hear it in his voice. I mean, it's Tom Brady. This guy got you six championships. You know, I mean, it's you know what can you say? But uh, it, it was definitely good to see. It was good to see the whole nostalgia of him going back. The crowd was magnificent. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. He came out for warm-ups. You cheer him. You chant his name. He did. He won all those championships for you guys. And then as the game starts, you boom. That's what you're supposed to do. That's how you do it. And I, I thought that was brilliant. That you know, yeah. You showed him. You gave him his flowers. You showed him his respect. But when the game was on, you were going for your Patriots team. That's how you do it. But I loved it. I wish it was a little more fireworks in the game. But hey. Yeah. How much more of an event? Granted, this was already a, a big event, but how much more of an event would this have been if Gronk was playing? I think then I you got for, another nostalgia moment. It, it definitely would have been a nostalgia moment for Gronk because you know, I knowing Gronk one, I think they probably would have gotten into the end zone. Two, I think Gronk would have played more to the crowd if he had scored a touchdown in the end zone. You know, you go to Gronk, the Gronk spike, and all that. Yeah, I think I think it would have been even more uh, jovial, but hey, it is what it is. You know, you hope he heals up. I mean, you know, crack ribs, puncture lung. He, you know, there was no way he was going to be able to get there. But you know, it was it was what it was, and it might be the last time. How much now does he have to consider wearing this vest? He does not wear it. I don't know. When you saw the hit, it was kind of freakish uh, against the Rams. I think if he has time and let that body heal, he probably still won't wear it. You don't you don't really hurt Gronk that hard often, so he might you know he he might not. So you're saying it. they caught him completely off guard? So this is well, why you saw it, yeah he was kind of he was kind of stretched out his you know his his midsection was kind of exposed. So it, yeah, it, he's human. I mean he's Gronk, but he's human. Mm. Tristan, we're human. We ran out of time too. Uh, <laughs> this is one twenty one twenty one. People, Tristan, we keeping it rolling, baby. How you feeling? Feel good, man. Like I said, I'm you know glad to be back in the fold. Um, you know now I'm, I'm doing two shows, two shows now in a week, so I'm I'm keeping myself uh, plenty, plenty busy. But um, but it's good to be back, you know, uh, and doing this and doing it with you and uh, you know us talk doing our weekly conversations and planning and all that stuff. So it's good to get back in the fold of this stuff. I'll take you get some jerk wings. Just have some water on the side for me, okay? Um, because <laughs> I was sure. killing it. Um, sure. and, and I even finished. I, I had one string of chicken, and I already needed some water. <laughs> Anyways, people, we'll see you next week. I already told you we gotta talk about all this NBA. And not only did they, did they, did they say it was a scandal and people got arrested, they gave the names, yes. <laughs> and it was quick. So yes. we're gonna talk about that next week. We got to talk about some WNBA. The GOAT of the WNBA is almost about Ooh. to bring a championship home. We will I talk hope. about that next week. Your baby on the side, if you had another baby. <laughs> it definitely Still, be her. Shout out since to Lisa Leslie. At, since, since, her, since her days at Tennessee. Absolutely love it. Mm. The real, the, as, as shout out to my guy Jarrell, as he calls her, the real CP3. Ooh. She got a lot of love for, with, the, with the NBA, too. We'll sure talk does. about that. You should know how we talk about. I'm not saying the name. We'll no, talk no. about that next week. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. And I'm going to say it. Like I say it every week, people, I don't care if it does not rhyme. It's still minds. I'm Mikel, like Kevin Mikel. America, 
Shout out to Bernie Mac. Happy birthday to you. It was uh, earlier this week. And the only reason I'm shouting him out is because I got to buy it, the whole America thing from him. You notice I say America a lot. Or peace, America. That's If you watch the Bernie Mac show, he was you talking know what to it America. Is. Yep. You know what it is. Rest in peace. America, peace. See you next peace. week. Thank you for listening to our episode. Be sure to catch us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for news and updates, as well as our YouTube page for all episodes. Again, thanks for rolling with us.